0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: All right, guys. Welcome back. Believe in Rams, episode 159. Jake Ellenbogen here. Joining me as always is my buddy, my co-host, my partner over here. It is Cameron Lynch, your former Rams uh, linebacker. And today we're not talking about necessarily off-ball linebackers, Cam, but we're getting (laughs) a little closer to that position here. We're talking about edge defenders. If you guys were ready for are looking for a podcast a Rams podcast that's just going to talk about edge defenders the entire time in this draft and you know you come away wanting to know everything about this class well lucky for you you've stumbled across uh, the edge defender uh podcast essentially <laughs> we have all sorts of podcast <laughs> title but Run uh, the damn ball
0: you know, podcast now it's the edge defender podcast let's
1: go <laughs> the analogy podcast I'm sure we'll have an analogy thrown in there at some point uh, it's not believing Rams without that but uh, be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. I always like to throw that out there. And we have a betonline.ag ad read. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your college basketball betting this season. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at BetOnline. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at BetOnline. Updated odds for, for everything from live games, the conference championships, right through the Final Four and championship game. BetOnline is your college basketball headquarters this season. Head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your awards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. So, Cam, we always start with the burning question. And this burning question, I'm not even going to lie to you. It's, it's totally a segue into the rest of our <laughs> show today. But, uh, <laughs> But will the Rams select an edge defender with their first pick, the number 36th pick of the draft?
0: Most definitely. It got to, I think, just from our other podcast, Jake, our other episodes, we talk about a concept. Happy wife, happy life. Happy Aaron Donald. Happy Rams defense. I mean, when Aaron Donald is is moving whenever he's clicking on every cylinder, he's the best. He's the best player in the league. He's a walking Hall of Famer. So what do you do? You build around that Hall of Famer. Uh, I think we talked about it before. Leonard Floyd, uh, our heart and soul like, man, like, you know, praying for him in another a healthy season next year. Um, but that's avoiding the defense. And so we talked about Jalen Ramsey, another person on the back end who benefits from people like Aaron Donald. So I think what we do uh, to, to balance that, we call it balance, Jake, um, have someone that can feed the quarterback to Aaron Donald. Uh, going back to the concept of happy wife, happy life, happy Aaron Donald, happy Rams defense. Have someone on the edge that can force the quarterback to go Aaron's way. He gets sacks. He's the player of the year uh and, and everyone's happy Jake everyone's happy and i think we talked about on our last podcast too Jake is getting matthew stafford the ball back and if matthew stafford's not available the backup quarterback the ball back to score touchdowns so that's what the rams need we the rams we need turnovers and we need to score some points and so we need someone who can do that um the rams did a great job last year of, of sacking the quarterback we need turnovers we need to increase that number um and then also too Aaron Donald you know, his time is ticking by the time. It is a thing, not for LeBron James, but for, for Aaron Donald, right? So we need someone who can also carry, carry the flame, right? Carry the torch once Aaron is done. So that, those are my thoughts on the draft. Jake we would love to hear yours as well.
1: No, I'm with you. Uh, 100% last year, you know, the Rams surprisingly, believe it or not, they were tied for sixth in the NFL with the New York giants, uh, in pass rush win rate. Uh, but, Big thing here. Leonard <laughs> Floyd. We've we talked about it. Even though those those games weren't great at the end of the year, Leonard Floyd was. I yeah. mean, he was a top six pass rusher when you look in terms of, you know, from a uh pressure standpoint, right? So, you know, I think when when you look at a guy like uh, you know, Leonard Floyd and and you leave him uh just on his lonesome, you don't you don't you don't trade him, you don't bring him back, he's just gone. You didn't get any assets for him, and now you got to replace him because Leonard Floyd doesn't just rush the passer. He also does a great job of setting the edge, which is something I think the Rams have always really needed up until Leonard Floyd got there, and he did a damn good job of it. Mm-hmm. So this if I have one goal in mind this <laughs> podcast, Cam, I hear the term edge rusher more than anything right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's an, <clears throat> everyone's an edge rusher. But if I can leave you guys with one thing from here on out, I want to get you guys to stop calling every pass rusher, every outside linebacker, defensive end guys to play on the edge an edge rusher and lean more towards edge defender mm. because ham, you know, stopping the run, having a true run stopper that can set the edge that can push the the running game inside, right, can contain the edge and push, you know, allow guys to eat in the in the trenches yeah. like Donald. Anyone that can do that, when when you have that that run defensive ability and the pass rush ability, you're you're arguably talking about things that are just as important as the other.
0: Yeah, that's that's defense 101, Jake, right? Stop the run. That's, of course, like don't let them score touchdowns. That's really the number one thing, right, is whoever scores the most touchdowns wins the game. That's the that's goal of football. But when it comes to defense specifically, of course, don't, don't allow uh, the opponent to score or they can't win. That's number one. And number two is stop the run. All right. Um, we, we talk about this podcast being run the damn ball podcast. That's the that's just the most important thing in football is being able to run the football and stop the run. So um, you talked about making sure that you kind of uh, edge defender, right? Setting that edge. I like to call it anchor. Having someone keep the anchor. When that when that anchor, if someone's ever been on a boat, you know, listening to this podcast before, uh, Jake. I know you're in uh, upstate New York. I know they got some uh, beautiful. You know, it's cold right now, but people do get on the water. And when they drop that anchor, that boat doesn't move. The boat doesn't move, and that's the same concept for that defensive line is. The goal is for defensive line not to move, not to recede anything when it comes to the line of scrimmage. So, I feel you as defenders. That's the new term there.
1: Absolutely. I mean that that has to be the term. Now, can guys be edge rushers? Yes. If you rush the passer and you come off the edge, you're an edge rusher. Congrats. <laughs> you know, but edge defender, I feel like, is a better term because it's it's what you're looking for. You're looking for a guy that is a just all around guy can stop the run, can rush the passer and keep in mind, you know, for you watching at home, stopping the run, saying the edge, that's not the only thing they do. Block deconstruction is a big thing too. Um, You know, I see oftentimes you new know, people be like, eh, this tape wasn't that great. I'm like, yeah, he's in his assignment. He's playing contained. It's not going to look like, you know, it's not amazing. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's not, no, it's not a sexy way to play at all, but it's how you win you know, football games. Right. Yeah. Um, So with that said, do you mind if I start?
0: <laughs> yeah, of course. Jump in.
1: <laughs> All right. So, cause I thought it was a good segue to go into this guy because speaking of a guy that didn't play in the sexiest defense, I am going to go with Will McDonald to the shock of probably nobody listening. I I love Will McDonald. I've made it very, obvious that I love this guy at 36 overall for the Rams. I think if you're looking for a guy with length, very similar to a Leonard Floyd, a guy that can defend the run has really good bend off the edge, uh, athletic, then you're talking about a guy like Will McDonald, the fourth out of Iowa state. Um, look, Matt Campbell is fantastic. You know, his defense has revolutionized how to stop a big 12 offense. It is not easy, but, I don't know what the hell he was thinking because he had a 239 pound edge defender playing in the three and four technique.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, that's my, it, that's my blowing. That's Jake. That's my blowing. <laughs> I, I I don't know what to do.
1: Cam. Like when I was watching the tape, I'm like, no wonder why, because honestly, if he plays, you know, even just like from a wide nine perspective, if he's playing that throughout his career and only that, He's going in the first round. There's no if-ands or buts. But this is an opportunity here because the guy was played out of position for the majority of his college career. He still, though, has those reps where they put him out on the edge and just let him hunt. Yeah. And it's scary. Like he's really good. Yeah. Um. So I think he's a first-round caliber talent. Cam, I showed you. Um you know, my my spreadsheet, I have him as the number two overall edge defender in this class. Now, the consensus would say I'm way too high on him, but screw the consensus, that's what I think. Yeah, no,
0: <laughs> No, Jake, it, when you when you sent me your list, I was like, dang it, I gotta rearrange my list now, because, you know, <laughs> just the, the way he plays, um, I was watching some of his tape, and I heard one of the announcers say, yeah, he's leading the Big 12 in sacks at the moment, right? And so, whenever you're Crazy. leading a conference in sacks, like, you're that guy, you know, you're that guy, you can, you can rush the quarterback. Um, Every coordinator is like, Hey, we need to make sure we chip protect this person. We've we slide our protection to this guy. And that's what we need because when you take this to the next level in the NFL, they're going to be sliding, sliding to Aaron. They're not going to be sliding to Will. And the goal for them is to say, "Hey, we need to make sure we double team Aaron, and we get someone also to help with Will." And therefore, that frees up, that creates, that forces one on ones with the other defensive linemen, and therefore, you can find some success. So, um, I'm right, right there with you uh, with Will. Uh, I I mentioned just kind of my notes here. Um, He has a great motor. Um, He does great getting around the edges. Right, he has great bend. I think that's extremely important. Um, you know, when I think about bend, I think about Robert Quinn. Anytime I think about a deep yes. ben bending, I think about Robert Quinn. Right? We used to call Robert Gumby. Um, he <laughs> just <laughs> elastic. He can move and be everywhere all at once, right? And so um, I, I like that for Will. Um, so <laughs> since since you picked him uh, for for your second round, I put him in my third round, right? Uh, but for for my for my second round, thirty six overall. Um, for, for the Rams. I like, I like Isaiah McGuire out of Missouri. Um, the reason why I say that is because number one, he's playing in the sec. So he's seeing the best tackles pretty much in the country, a week in, week out. He's seeing the best running backs, we get quarterbacks and running backs week in and week out. Um, so he's, <laughs> he's in the trenches, Jake, he's in the trenches. And so yeah. he's seen that another thing why I like about Isaiah McGuire is he's a team captain. Being a team captain at the defensive, in, a defensive end spot, that's kind of tough to do unless you're that guy, <laughs> right? Unless you're affecting the quarterback, unless you're getting sacks, it's really tough to uh, to be a captain. And I think we talked about this in our podcast. Is that's what the Rams need right now. Bobby Wagner's not there. Jalen Ramsey's not there. And so it's going to be a fresh and a clean slate. So if you're a, a rookie coming in, the fact that you're a leader that that speaks volumes, Jake. So I, I kind of. Um, give him an extra mark because he's gone over and beyond and, and is a captain, right? A lot, a lot of times when like um, families or whatever it is, like they have their kid in sport, the fact that like if their son or daughter is a captain or a leader on that team, like your parents like, yeah, woo, he's seven, he's leading this team or she's leading this team. And like, that's what I want. And so that doesn't change. You know, when you get to the pros, you want people leading on and off the field and more so Jake off the field because the off the field work it affects your on the field work. So if you know that a guy is leading off the field in the community, handling his business with his family, he's going to do the same thing, and he's going to affect other people. And that's what I want. So I, I like that Isaiah, Isaiah McGuire, and he's Jake. He's 275. Right. We talked about Hoyt. You know, in that in that same area, probably putting a little bit more weight or, or shedding some weight. That's I love that range to be able to set the edge and be the anchor. I know we talked about Will McDon- McDonald, um, him being you know th- two hundred thirty pounds, Jake. <sighs> that's that's line that's linebacker weight so i i would say just going back to will probably packing on some pounds there maybe 10 pounds of muscle um maybe maybe some other stuff too right because when those guards yeah. and those tackles come around hey that 230 pounds go we call it, what do you call it uh no white t-shirts in the club so a lot of times you, you get thrown out the clubs because you got a white t-shirt on so we don't want Will to get thrown <laughs> out the club so I would like to see more weight on him. Uh, but those are my thoughts, Jake, uh, on the second round there. Uh, will McDonald will go for my third round, but, um, I can always chat about another player, but uh, I'm curious about your thoughts, even your thoughts on Isaiah McGuire as well.
1: Well, he's definitely one of the guys I drafted because uh, I've been <laughs> pounding the stump for him. Shocker. We're both on the same page here. I have him going 77th overall, okay. but I had him in the third round. um, Let's, let's go back to McDonald and I'll, I'll give you my thoughts and McGuire, not too much. Cause I mean, I kind of spoiled the pick, but you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll get good. to that when we do. Yeah. Uh, so will McDonald, uh, 15.7 pass rush win rate. I need to add some context there. Cause that is considering he's been playing out of position, right? I mean, he gets those edge reps, right? But that, considering he's taken on double teams with guards and, you know, maybe even a center in there, tackles going up against, you know, these, these tough guys. I mean, I think he, you know, you need to put more respect on his name, right? Mm -hmm. And then the 5.6% run stop rate, that's also somewhat misleading because you have a 239 pounder going against guards and tackles literally being double teamed. Now there are two ways to look at this camp. There's one, no, nah, I'm throwing the tape away, man. Like I'm not even looking at this guy. He's getting bodied. He's trash. And I've seen people say that because they they don't take into account there's no context thrown in there. Like, this guy's 239 pounds going against 310 pounders back to back. I look at it, Cam, this is the second way. This guy's battle-tested. If you, if you ask him to go do that, He's a guy that's coachable. He's a guy that's willing to just do whatever the coach wants him to do. He's willing to go out there and put his body on the line for his team. To have a 239 pounder going against double teams, taking on that much punishment and not ever complaining about it, not getting dismissed from his school, not getting suspended. Like you said, leading the Big 12 in sacks at one point during the season. I mean, that that's what I know what I want. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. And Jake also too, I just want oh. to put a, put a pause in there. You mentioned 239 pounders going to the trenches and actually playing deep tackle that <clears throat> I'm trying to figure out how to explain that to people, like how daunting yeah. that could be. Um, it's, it's similar to for an example, I'll keep it simple, right. Uh, for someone learning how to swim. Okay. Start in the kiddie pool and then work their way to the deep end. That's like being in standing height water. So you're on the edge of 239. I'm comfortable, I'm at my neck, you know. It's like five to six feet, not not too crazy. Going in to play deep defensive tackle at that weight, you're jumping into the ocean at that point, Jake. No floating, no nothing. It's like, hey, I can't even see the bottom of this thing. It's going to get real. And a lot of times, when guys are two thirty nine, they get thrown out thrown out of the club if they're playing that position. Um, you know, someone who can do that really well and and swimming in the shallow wind and the deep end is Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald can go in the shallow end at the defensive end spot and crush people. And then he can also go into the deep end, no floating, no nothing, dive, touch the bottom of the ocean and come back up. Right. That, that's how good he is. And so um, hopefully that made sense for some people. But it's it's just a different ball game. It's not easy. You know, rushing yeah, the patch on the outside, stopping the stopping the run and then going against two 2 three hundred pounders every snap. That's that's it's a lot to take on. And like you said, shout out to him for being willing to put his body through the line because we, we did see last year we talked about demar hamlin and you know how dangerous this sport can be if you're swimming in yeah the, if you're swimming in the ocean jake you can't see the bottom that's that's dangerous so the fact that he's yeah. putting himself in that situation stuff, you know there you go it's a lot
1: <laughs> i mean hey playing in the trenches is compared to a riptide right i there mean there you go And I almost, I kind of look at it like, it's like, I mean, I've never done it, right? But 239 pounder against two 310 pounders, I mean, the resistance and the force, I guess, behind that has to be like trying to squat with somebody pushing you while you're trying to squat.
0: Yeah. That's insane to me. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: So, so I, I think, you know, the numbers are still really good considering the poor position he was put in. I still think he's good against the run. I know there are people like, eh, what? no, he's, he's a good run defender. And he showed that on the edge, the bend I love. And another thing, he's got the Von Miller being able to run under, underneath a table. Yeah. You know, I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that. So um his drill work at uh, the combine, I went and rewatched it. He did the run under the table moment. He didn't yeah. have to, Yeah. he kind of, he got creative with the bags and I thought that was really cool in the drill and then watching him do, uh, the DB drills. This guy looks like a freaking natural cam. Yeah. Like you could put him at like inside linebacker and. Honestly, you could put him at corner and he wouldn't complain. Like he just clearly is a football player. Yeah, He'll go on the field and he'll play whatever. And that's the type of guy I want on my football team. Yeah.
0: And I, to be honest, I, I'm thinking about it. You know, I, I have not have a chance to watch his tape, but the fact that he's doing DB drills, that's what Aaron Donald does. Like I've seen Aaron Donald mm-hmm. here. We're doing special teams drills. We're doing the ladder. I think Aaron Donald was on NFL, NFL social media for doing his ladder footwork, you know, that he always does. But if you oh, get other guys that can match Aaron Donald in a practice through the foot ladder, he's going to like that. We talked about it before. Happy wife, happy life, happy Aaron Donald, happy Rams defense. And so if you get athletic people who can match Aaron Donald foot speed, coverage skill, whatever, if, if the guy can drop back in the pass and, and cause some havoc, like that's, he's that much more valuable for your team. And Aaron Donald can play multiple positions. It sounds like he can play multiple positions. So Hey, let's let's sign him up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're definitely not gonna get a mean, rude text or a uh, you know, one of those cryptic tweets from Aaron Donald if they go out and they get Will McDonald. I can tell you that much. I no. think he'll be very happy. Uh, we'll get to Isaiah McGuire um next because I have him at 77. But I wanna turn your attention at 69 overall. Um, again, we're just drafting edge defenders. So if you're just uh You know, you're skipping around first off shame on you, but second, uh, you know, we're doing edge defenders. So it is going to be the weirdest draft ever. Maybe one would argue that they should do this and draft 11 edge defenders. I don't know. Probably not, but (laughs) someone out there is probably saying it. I know what the offensive line, they're saying it. So right now I'm just talking about edge drafting one each round. What makes sense in the third round? There were some guys that I thought of, but this guy, Byron Young, Tennessee yeah. okay his story he's like the edge version of Kurt Warner now <laughs> I had Kurt Warner on my show I'm not trying to diminish Kurt Warner but Cam I don't know if you know this guy's story you're gonna yeah. love it if you don't yeah assistant manager at Dollar General yeah. he goes Juco and it's during the COVID season and someone just happens to be taking video and like, cause they were practicing, they weren't playing games. They just practiced and his practice went viral. All these sec schools reach out to him. He picks the first one that reached out to him, Tennessee. He goes to Tennessee. He's a baller. He'll be in the NFL. He's 25. That's the big knock on him. Right. And he's 25, but still needs to refine things because he hasn't been playing that long to be fair. But first off, the journey speaks volumes. Yeah. It tells me one, this guy, there's, there's no boundary where this guy's going to go. Yeah. There, there's no blockade uh, that he's not going to run through. And so that is something when I'm talking about coachability. I'm talking about work ethic, um, the motor, which you see on tape. It's all there with this guy and Byron Young. Um, he's got the best first step in the draft. I mean, he is so explosive. It is crazy um he doesn't have a lot of bend and i'm not obsessed with bend i know there are people that are like oh no bend i'm not drafting but you can still find guys that can work with their power um he doesn't have a ton of power, though. He's more of a speed guy and just makes it work. Uh, so he does need to get better with his hand usage because of that, because you don't want to be too one-dimensional. Um, he, he, like I mentioned, really high motor, and then he's very good run defender. So uh, the total, the stats, like I mentioned earlier for Will McDonald, I have them uh, in front of me for Byron Young uh, via PFF. 13.2 pass rush win rate which is really good considering he doesn't really have much power to him. He's a speed rusher without really much hand usage and his pass rush plan is, is all right. You know what I mean? So that's still pretty good, you know, 13.2 and then his run stop rate is among the absolute best in college football at 18.8%. We just talked about Will McDonald at 5.6 and I told you that's not a bad number considering he was playing opposition 18.8 is ridiculous that's crazy it's ridiculous yeah yeah so he put some respect on this guy's name yeah no
0: i i feel that and you know it's funny because i saw your list come through and i was like okay let me rearrange mine a little bit but you know with with byron like you talk about his journey uh <laughs> no matter what happens, he's able to uh, to move forward. And I think the Rams, we need that, right? After the last season, we need players, like no matter what adversity hits, they're able to move forward. So I think that's extremely important. Um, but the second thing, going back to the captain piece, I mean, my man is, you're right, uh, assistant manager at uh, Dollar General. Um, then he goes <laughs> and, you know, and then he goes and works at a Circle K. Um, and then he, fast forward, goes to Georgia Military Academy and then goes to Tennessee So what I'm seeing is he's he's a leader, no matter if he's at the Dollar General, no matter if he's at a Circle K, no matter the arena, he's a leader. And the Rams need exactly that, Jake. So I'm not even talking about his gameplay. I'm talking about what he's doing off the field. And so I think that's extremely important. Um, And back to your point about the bendability for for his actual play. He's, he is more straight line. He's more of that old-school player. You know, I could have seen him playing back in the day where, you know, they're just running their bull, rushing a couple moves, one or two, three moves, and then they're they're getting the sack. Um, he's been successful in, in the sack game, uh, about, about seven sacks his senior year. Um, one thing that I'm not worried about, though, is his toolkit because he's going to see Aaron Donald, right? Anybody who's going to the Rams, they're going to see the best pass rusher I don't want to say ever to do it, but, you know, top three top ever to three. do it. OK, there you go. You said it. Top ever be- to pa- do it. <laughs> pass rusher ever to do it. I know Bob Miller, uh, they do like a pass rush camp in the offseason. I think Aaron Donald goes to that as well. He, Aaron Donald's getting more knowledge from from Bob Miller and from those folks that are doing that pass rush camp. And even if he's doing his own pass rush camp, but players who aren't as dynamic and don't have those tools in their belt. They're going to learn it, right? They're going to learn it through osmosis. we are going to see that jump chop, man. Ex- that jump, exactly the jump chop. And that's something that Robert Quinn actually taught Aaron Donald, right? And so I think no matter, I think if these guys have the skill, um, if they have the will, um, if they have the leadership uh, capabilities and the the intangible things off the field, Aaron's going to teach them. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even yes. worried. Aaron's going to teach them. So um, I, I do think I do see Byron as um, – I, I want to say, uh, you call, <laughs> I want to see him more, di- uh, become more dimensional, right? Once, uh, once he comes to the NFL, I want to see him, um, expand his game with Aaron. that will be great. Uh, but I do see him as an old school player. Like you said, stopping the run, that's extremely important. Um, because that means Aaron Donald can eat if, if he stops, if, if Byron stops yeah. the run, that means Aaron, that means Aaron Donald's come from the other side. So that's, that's always a win-win, um, one thing I would like to see, though, like you said, is is the bin. He might not have it in his game, but whether it's yoga, whether it's you know Pilates, figuring out. Can we out, unlock it? You unlock it. You there know? you go. You unlock
1: it. I mean, yeah. No, I I get that, man. I think, you know, and that's the that's the thing, though, is like there are some things to his game. Like he needs to improve. He doesn't have a giant toolbox, which if he goes to the Rams, I'm not going to be worried Yeah. Um. because, you know, guys like Morgan Fox, you know, they take off, they go somewhere else. And like, he's still, he's still making things happen. Yeah. You know, the Chargers. Joseph so,
0: Day, same thing.
1: Yeah. You, you know, you, you stay around Aaron Donald and he's like a sponge, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, you know, so I mean, yeah, I, I think when you look at him, obviously he's not going the first round. And even first rounders have things they need to work on. Every prospect does. <laughs> yeah. Um, but being 25, I can't stress enough. Does not bother me in the slightest. If Ooh. you care about age, then tell me right now, do you wish that the Rams didn't draft Cooper cup? Cause he's, on the older side, you know mm, what I mean?
0: Yeah, like and, that's how I look at it. And also, too, going back to Church, our last podcast, right? We talked about the Rams being successful in the draft. Like that's the goal. You, you talk, we talked about a four to five year contract, and we need these draft picks to be successful and to be around. Yeah. You know? And it's funny because I, I sent you, um, I sent you a meme from the Jets. I think it was Robert Sala and um, his GM and how they approach the draft and how every time they win with their picks. And I was like, the Rams going to match that same energy, right? And like, even if this young yeah. man is 25 years old, he's going to last through that contract. And if he lasts through that contract and he's still around in two to three years, that means he was a successful pick. And that's the goal here. If the guy's 25, he can play until he's 35, you know, and he can call it a day. But for right now, he's he's ready to go. If he's 25, that means he's more mature. He was a captain on the team that he got to within two years. So, that's what the Rams need right now. We need guys that are ready. We don't need guys who aren't. Yeah. Jake, we don't need guys who aren't ready. <laughs> we need guys that are, we talked about. It. We need guys that can, once they get drafted, their jersey sell out because the Rams fans are buying it. The Rams fans are showing up in those seats, and we're going to see him stop those runs and sack the quarterback. He's a little bit older, which is great because he doesn't have to, oh, the off the field stuff. You know, we don't have to worry about that because the guy has clearly worked <laughs> right prior to going to football. And he knows what the value of not playing football. He knows what that is. And so he's going to grind that much harder on the field. So I think the things he brings to the Rams are invaluable and sign him up. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the the
1: actor John Hamm, he almost gave up acting at age 36. There you go. I mean, hey, you know, that's I can't stress that enough. Like yes, age eventually does matter, right? Cuz you get old and then you can't play football anymore. Right. But 25 is still in your prime. That's prime. So at the very freaking least, like you said, you can get through a 4 year deal or a 5-year whatever. You can get through that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm all for it. Um I will say though, it's it's funny because I think the league is going to value Isaiah McGuire less than we value him, so that was my explanation for why I took Byron Young before him. Because uh-huh. I have, as you saw my my grades, yeah. I have a higher grade on McGuire, and that's my next pick at seventy-seven. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, uh, we could talk about that. But who is your uh, next pick at seventy-seven?
0: Yeah. So my next pick at seventy-seven. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say this right. Is Tule
1: tip below uh, two? to a tip below
0: two, yes. Tua tip below two. Yes. So okay, is you a USC guy? Uh I believe he led the Pac twelve in sacks. Um, or sorry, had thirteen. I think about thirteen sacks. pac pack twelve the player of the year. Like, come on. I mean he's he's playing doing- all over the place. Like, Jake, you can't, you can't beat that, right? And so the fact that he's doing that at USC, he's putting up numbers at USC, is insane by itself. Number two, Los Angeles is the Rams are down the street, so he's not going far. So we talk about this. We talk about season ticket holders, right? I'm sure the season ticket holders for the Rams are probably eyeing, the, or eyeing USC Trojans or eyeing the UCLA Bruins, probably going to some of those games. Like, oh, let's check some of these guys out. Maybe they'll be good for the Rams. Here you go. You got Tuli right there, right there in the mix. So he's down the street. Um, I, I do believe he's Samoan. I know he throws this up every time he makes a big play. And so <laughs> California is known for that culture. So that's that many more seats that are going to be filled in the Rams stadium just because of this person's background and where he came from and so I think that's a win in itself not even putting in his stats right I mean man had 13 sacks like come on most of these guys are averaging about seven sacks this guy had 13 so you can tell he has a knack for the football He has a knack for the quarterback and that's what we need we need people who are disrupting the offensive line and are forcing the quarterback to go to Aaron Donald <laughs> like that's the game plan. Yeah. make the quarterback go that way so he can go to Aaron I think you know that's probably the theme of kind of what I've been saying most of the day but That's the point of getting an edge rusher. That's the point of getting someone who can hold that down is making sure that the thing about this, Jake, think about Draymond Green. Draymond Green knows play defense and get Steph Curry the ball back. That's it. (laughs) Right. So Steph Curry, like Draymond doesn't really shoot anymore. I saw something Draymond Green, um, his G League tape, he was shooting threes. I mean, he was knocking buckets down. But when you have the best player. To shoot the ball ever? Why would you shoot it? <laughs> you you do everything yeah. that you do everything in the game to make it easier for them. And I see this for Aaron Donald, right? If you have the best player ever to play defense, like let's make sure that you get some Draymond Greens to play their role, do their role, and and funnel the ball to the best ever. So that's that's what I see happening with with Thule, and you know, like I said, the fact that he's uh, that he's an LA guy. That that's just that increases um, the the value I think for him, and that's who I have next for my pick. So I know I know we want to talk about Isaiah, but that I, I like Tuli for my next one.
1: I like Tuli as well. Uh, I wanted to like him more on tape. I think really Cam, my biggest concern is his tackling ability. I see a lot like he he does not have vice grips. He's a guy he he can get in the backfield, and and that's one thing where. Maybe his tackling issues, that's more, I mean, it's not nitpicking. It's something that, that bothers me on tape, but it's something like where you get to the NFL and it's like Donald is there and you get, you know, the gang tackles are there, (laughs) but it's still concerning, you know, from a, an evaluation standpoint when, you know, I don't have any worry about him deconstructing blocks. I don't have any worry about him getting in that backfield and um, you know, just stopping the running back in his tracks. I have an issue with him finishing finish the tackle that's you a know big what deal I mean?
0: that's a big deal dude, so we talked about finishing all last season so you yeah. gotta have people that can finish
1: it's weird though because when he's sacking the quarterback he doesn't have an issue with that but like when he's trying to stop the run he does have an issue with that so i don't know if he's he's a bad run defender because he's i, I wouldn't say that because he's in position he just needs to work on you know his tackling and i think nfl coaching will definitely help him out there yeah um you know, but did you have any final thoughts on Tule or
0: Yeah, I think when it comes to tackling, that's running us uh, sorry, tackling and blocking is the hardest thing to do in football. And so, mm. like like you said, it's an issue. It's going to be an issue for a lot of other coaches, Jake, because when you think yeah. about it, not every game you're going to have Aaron Donald come and help clean stuff up for you. You know, when you're in the playoffs and you're you're playing against some real running backs and some real some real guys. You're going to be counted on to make those plays. I, I kind of go to the uh, Tyreek Tyre Hill and Ray Lewis piece when they're at the Pro Bowl, and they're like, he told Ray, he said, it's me versus you, uh, third and one. Would you tackle me? And, of course, Tyreek Hill's a slot guy and Ray's an inside linebacker. So you, you think more of the nickel or like an outside linebacker will kind of be in that situation, but you just never know. With the Thule, when it comes to defensive linemen, sometimes they drop back in coverage or sometimes they you know, are in open space. Can you count on that person to make the play in the playoffs versus, you know, the 49 or who, not 40, whoever it is, not the 49s, but in big games, can you count on them? And that tackling issue is going to come up later on. So I agree with you. He's going to have to fix that when he gets to the NFL. um A lot of times speed training helps with that to make sure that you're not lunging. You're kind of like, you're, you're, you're fast enough to where you're in position, your feet are under you, and you can make a solid tackle. So I think his speed training is going to really help with that. And I'm sure working out with Aaron Donald, he's going to work on his strength, <laughs> right? His grip his grip strength and everything's going to increase when, when it comes to that. So um, I, I think those are things that he can work on. But like you said, you cannot discount the fact that he's missing tackles because we got to have people that can finish.
1: Facts. <laughs> so, so now everybody's been waiting to hear about Isaiah McGuire. Cause I mean, like you talked about him, but then I also have him at 77. The first thing I had, it's, it's funny. It's, it's, I told you, I warned you ahead of time. My notes are weird. Like it just, it has to make sense for me. And so, you know, my first thing is underrated. It's the first thing I thought of is yeah. why am I not hearing this guy's name? Why is he not a household name? Why is he not constantly like good morning football is tweeting out stuff about him? Why yeah. is, is he not like a household name? Like, I want to know that like yeah. it, it's, you know, and, and keep in mind, this is coming from somebody who is a Kansas Jayhawk fan <laughs> yeah. and I'm telling you how good this Mizzou guy is. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's supposedly sacrilege to my, you know, fan base, but I would disagree. <laughs> and I'm, probably one of the most unbiased people, although I do have a a Jayhawk on there, but you know, here's the thing. Okay. With Isaiah McGuire underrated, like you mentioned, great build. He's got a great build for a three, four outside linebacker. I Mm -hmm. saw too many people saying, no, he's just going to play four, three defensive end. I feel like we're forgetting what a, what an outside linebacker can be. I mean, let's be real here for just a second. Let's not rule out anybody. You know, when you look over at Michael Hoyt playing outside linebacker at the level he was playing at, if you have the athleticism, apparently you can now be 310 pounds and be an outside linebacker in a 3-4. We <laughs> found that out last year. Yeah. I don't know how that works. I still don't understand. I need to know, like there, there needs to be a scientist to explain it to me because last year did not make any sense, but... He wins with speed. He wins with power. He has the ability to convert speed to power, which is great. He's got one of the best motors you'll find at the position. He's explosive. Um, You know, he's got great hand usage, which is something that I very much key in on because if you don't know how to use your hands in college, you can be taught that. But the thing that made Aaron Donald so dynamic when he first came in the league was his hand usage because he was like a ninja. He was just. You know, like, (laughs) like he was destroying people, you know? And so that's one thing where, you know, you look at say Justin Fields and okay, he can't read the field right now and he's struggling or whatever, but he can run right. Okay. I don't have the, the biggest arsenal. I don't have a ton in my toolbox, but I can, I can use my hands to the right way to create leverage to, you know, get skinny in between two guys or, uh, you know, talking about, you know, contorting your body in different ways. Like, You know, that's, that's one of those things. And and that's what Isaiah McGuire has coming out of Mizzou. Um, And dude, this guy deconstructs blocks. Like it's, he makes it look easy, man. It's, it's, it's just, let me first say it's not easy. It's not. Um, And he makes it look easy. So again, I don't know why we're not talking about him. He sets the edge. Well, he's great against the run. I have his numbers here per PFF 17.2 pass rush win rate, which Mm. is, Crazy good for a guy I never hear talked about, right? Yeah. Oh my God. 17.2. That's better than anybody we've talked about so far. If I'm not, yes, it is. So 17.2. And then he's got an 8.3 run stop percentage. Now think about this cam. He's setting the edge. He's stopping the run more than Byron young. So to a degree, Byron Young's 18.8%, while it's fantastic, it's also a little inflated because I can tell you right now, Isaiah Maguire went against, you know, they, he was in those plays to stop the run. He had more of those opportunities, more reps than Byron Young. Still impressive. But Maguire's 8.3 is insane. And you, like you talked about in the SEC, right? So this is the guy, I said it in my most recent video on Edge, If the Rams double dip, if they get two edge defenders, I want Will McDonald and I want Isaiah McGuire on my football team, period, full stop End of story. (laughs) Yeah. If that happens, I will go crazy in a good way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. (laughs) I agree. Um, You know, with Isaiah, you mentioned the hands um, that being very important. I wanted to kind of I love going to other sports to kind of relate a little bit for folks who have ever trained boxing, you know, they always say, keep your hands up, <laughs> right? Keep your hands up. So you don't get hit. A lot of times when it comes to rushing the passer, when it gets late in the game as a defensive guy, sometimes the guys don't use their hands. Same thing in boxing. When you get tired, those hands drop and that's where you see the knockouts. And so same thing for pass rushing. When even for offensive linemen, if those hands aren't up, hands are down, knockout, or your quarterback gets sacked. It's it's the same concept. So to see him be so good using his hands in college, that's you're he's he's light years ahead of other folks, right? A lot of times, folks want to go with the bull rush or speed around, but you're seeing him shock people, shed them, you're seeing him, you know, jump try like all types of moves and toolkits. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's able to teach Aaron Donald something, you know, the way. That's how good he uses his hands. He's really good yeah. with them. And I'm sure Aaron will probably be like, oh, the way you use your hands, let me, let me, let me use that. You know? And so I think not only can he learn a lot from Aaron, but I think it can go both ways with him. I think that's how good he is. I, I watched his tape um earlier. And I shut it off. I was like, I watched a couple, I was like, Oh, yeah, I'm good. Number one. Like that's why I put him number one on my list because I saw the tape. I'm like, oh, this guy's a pro. He's a pro. The way he he carries himself, and seeing that captain on his on his shirt, Jake. I was a captain too playing football, so that's why I, I'm so adamant about it. But that doesn't surprise me, by the way.
1: <laughs> yeah, that yeah. does not surprise me at all.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's it's um it's very important. And so um, back, I I want to double down on your point um about Will McDonald and Isaiah McGuire. If those two guys are on the Rams defense, I mean, at this point. You know, what undrafted free agents on the back end. It doesn't matter. Those guys are getting interceptions. I think just to kind of let people know how important that is, when you have a dominant defensive line, <clears throat> that means everyone else behind you's life is easier. That means Matthew Stafford's life is easier. So I think I love that idea of double dipping and maybe getting two two edge rushers. And Isaiah McGuire, I want him on my team. So um, I, I'll leave it at that. I know I want to jump into to my other pick here. Um, did you have anything else on Isaiah at all?
1: I was just gonna say, um, because I think you mentioned there was like, like people love comparisons. I don't like throwing them out unless I see it. Right. Yeah. That's that's my rule. I don't make a comparison just to make one. You made kind of a comparison to Robert Quinn with Will Mc, uh, Will McDonald the mm-hmm. fourth. Um, Byron Young. I don't have one. I'm not gonna put one out there because I don't have one. Isaiah McGuire made me think of one player, Zadarius Smith. Mm-hmm. That's. That I mean, he's a damn good edge defender. He yeah. does both sides. He can rush the passer. He can stop the run, set the edge. He's bigger. You know, he's a yeah. bigger guy. I think it's like Z'Darrius Smith. So if if you're out there trying to paint a picture in your head, you haven't quite watched the film yet, you're just listening to us or watching us, Z'Darrius Smith is kind of what I'm seeing here.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. And also, too, one thing on Isaiah, um, <clears throat> you know, with him being where he is, I mean, I can see the way he's so good with his hands. I can see him moving inside too. At sometimes, right? If they need to move inside a little bit, if yeah. Aaron if Aaron wants to go outside, sure, let's switch. <laughs> like that's that's how yeah, confident absolutely that, that's how confident I am. You know, w- with his hands. You talk about block deconstruction. If Aaron wants to go rush the pasture and and Isaiah wants to jump in and, and go battle some, you know, getting double triple team. Like I, I'm confident in that, and so I think you know, and also too, I'm confident in that. I wouldn't say he's your Aaron Donald type guy that can carry the torch and kind of keep things going. But I do think with his skill set, even if Aaron Donald does decide to retire after next year, he's going to be able to teach guys like, look, my hands are fire. Like, you know, my pass rush game, my toolkits fire, but like, yeah, yeah. But let me, let me tell you what Aaron taught me. And I think he'll be able to, to share some of those things. So, um, people call it putting on a clinic. I think Isaiah, when it comes to using his hands, he puts on a clinic similar to Aaron Donald. So, um, I really like that. And another name that I wanted to mention, I'm, I'm going to your your, your state of uh, Kansas here, uh, but Kansas State, uh, Felix Anodike Uzoma. Um, seeing him play um, eight and a half sacks, I think I put on his highlight tape. First uh, first play I saw was the Jump Club. The Jump Club, I'm like, ah, Aaron's <laughs> going to love that. Aaron Donald's going to love that, right? Because I see Robert Quinn. Uh, Robert, I, I was literally in the locker room and Robert Quinn, like he was doing the Jump Club. And Aaron Donald was like, what is that? And so I was there for that process. So just to see that on the highlight tape, I know other people in that Rams locker room is going to get excited. So um, to see Felix play, uh, to see his motor, um, I really liked it. Um, so that's why I put him uh, kind of at that pick for for round three, uh, round three, 77th seven, seven pick overall. I really liked his gameplay. Um, and yeah, I mean, He's six four two two fifty six um so you know a little bit a little bit on the lighter side, which is okay that means you get more speed you can drop him back in coverage yeah uh, I'm not sure if you can you, I'm not sure if you can move him in too, inside too much, but I, I do like his makeup and I like his motor, so I don't know if you have any thoughts on Felix at all, but I would love to hear those
1: well, so so I've been calling him. King Felix and FAU because it's, it's like, I mean, the, his name is crazy. Felix and UDK Uzama. It took me forever to learn that name. Yeah. Um, so I, I got to tell you, this would change my, my mind on, uh, Isaiah McGuire. And I love Isaiah McGuire. So understand when I say that. I mean, I have him as a top 10 player, but you're talking about my fourth overall edge defender, Cam. So when I look at, you know, a guy like F- Felix and UDK Uzama, um, I look at him as the backup option for Will McDonald. Like, I don't even know if he's going to make it to the third round. If he does, that changes my whole, you know, my everything, really. Uh-huh. You know, mm-hmm. like, I look at him like I think he, he'll be there at 36. And then if you don't pick him, he's probably going to go within 30, 37 to like a 50 area. That's mm-hmm. that's my concern. But if he's there, Cam, I'm all about him. Oh, all over right. Will. I'm all about over him. Will.
0: Not not over up. will but
1: yeah as as the backup I know there are some people that are not as high on him um, which I couldn't tell you as to why but you know I've I've heard well you know and, and th- let's be honest here everyone has their own flavor like there are people that really like B J Ojulari out of LSU he's younger people get excited about that at twenty years old technically sound rusher. Um, but he's, he's really just not where you need to be as a run defender. And I feel like this team right now, yes, in a sense, they can take a little bit developing, but they also need guys to to field a roster right now. They, yeah. they need guys to be able to set the edge. They need guys to have, I see his motor run hot and cold, like where, you know, when he's a pass rusher, this guy loves rushing the passer. Yeah. But when he's asked to defend the run, uh. there's a certain play against, I think it was Mississippi State. And I almost turned off the film in disgust. And I don't mean to be that way, right? But Ojulari, like, they had him dead to rights. He had another guy coming in, and the running back, like, just somehow got through both of them, and Ojulari kind of pulled up. So, like, he had him easily, and Ojulari pulls up, and then he houses a touchdown. And I'm like, how is that okay? How is that possible? Like, that, and I'm not trying to let one play deter me from him, but you know, I've kind of, I haven't really been open to as to why like, Oh, you keep saying he's bad against the run. Like what, you know, what are you talking about? That one play in particular that shows me that his motor does run hot when he's rushing the passer and runs a little cold when he's asked to do the run, uh, defensive stuff. And he's 20, he needs to get into an NFL weight room too. Uh, and you know, get, you know, bulkier,
0: um a, and he I need, like he needs, him. he needs some milk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I mean, hey, you know, I like him. I mean, I need milk too, so I get it. But I, I I like him, man, you know? Yeah. Uh but I it just my my thing is when you're talking about him and Will McDonald and Felix Andy Qzama, you're talking about two guys that do everything you want for yeah. what the Rams need right now. And you have one guy who might be better than both of them when it's all said and done because he's 20, he's got a crazy high ceiling pass rusher wise but i don't know how much better he's going to get a, as a run defender because yeah. i think at the very least if he improves he's not gonna be better than those two the way they're playing right now yeah so and, that's how i look at it. you and, know
0: and the way the ram season went last year we can't afford hot and cold jake uh last season was no. was more cold than hot so we need somebody who is consistent, who is ready to go right now. And like you said, yeah, my man BJ might, might need some milk. He might need to get might need to get in the weight room. And so, <laughs> like a, we always talk about Aaron Donald, but you know Aaron's gonna be lifting. He's gonna make sure that folks are ready to go. Um, but yeah, with BJ, um, I did have him a little bit lower on my list as well um, because of that. Oh, you have him on your yes. list. He's on my list. He's he's towards the bottom though because because of those because of those reasons. Yeah, yeah, I, I do like okay. his I do like his bend. He has he does have great bend, but very bendy, yeah. very bendy. But in the run game, you can't be bendy in the run game. <laughs> you got to be firm <laughs> in the run game. So yeah, that's that that would be a problem.
1: My man just said bendy in the run game. Oh my God, Cam. <laughs> I might start using
0: that yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah. (laughs) like scouting report he's bendy but not the way you want him to be (laughs) yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah. oh
1: man (laughs) no I I mean look this guy definitely has talent and you know we'll get to him obviously you know because he's on your list but um, you know I I think when you look at Ojulari, one thing that blows up on tape is that when he's asked to drop into coverage he looks like a DB So to his credit, he moves extremely well in that regard. Just not something you see out of a guy like that. But moving on, round five, we're here, we're ready. Yeah, one sixty-seven overall, and I'm going to go with my KU pass rusher Lonnie Phelps. Nice. Uh, He transferred from Sean McVay's alma mater. You see, I'm like building this thing up. Yeah. Uh, So he played at uh, you know uh, Miami of Ohio. And he transfers, he goes to Kansas. Mind you, Kansas has won like one game in the last two years. And then he goes there, and instantly that defense is starting to show some fight. And, uh, you know, he had nine sacks in the Big 12. And on top of that... They went to a bowl game. You know, this is a guy that can rush the passer. He has one of the highest motors, I would say, uh, out of any of the the edge defenders uh, in this class. He's a true 3-4 outside linebacker, I would say. Um, rotational pass rusher to start. You know, you're talking fifth round. So the, you're probably out of the woods as far as, you know, like as a fifth rounder, like, hey, we need you to start. Like the pressure's going to be off you a little bit. But he's got starting upside, which is a good thing. Um, another thing, he is, he's is he got relentless pursuit to the quarterback. This guy does not give up on a play, which I love. Uh, he, he's a freak in that regard. He does need to improve his hand usage, though. You know, he tries to sometimes, along with power, win with speed, but he's not using his hands enough. Um, you know, he's he not really getting the extension. That's been kind of a knock on him but he's willing to play the run. He's a decent run defender. He can improve in that regard. Um, and, uh, you know, I think when when you look at him, he, he does need to improve uh, as his pass rush plan. I'd like to see more in his toolbox. Of course, we're talking about the Rams, which is like a cheat code. You go to the Rams and you're going to learn all these moves from AD, but still something, you know, worth mentioning. And then I can't stress this enough. He dominated the senior bowl. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you watch the senior bowl game, but any questions that people had of him, he answered throughout that week. I watched his one-on-ones. He really, I think helped himself the most. Um, personally, I have a third round grade on him. And if he went in the second, I think it would be worth the pick, but I have him in the fifth because I think that's where teams are going to value. Like they're going to value him there. Um, I think that there are some, you know, some quirks to, to Lonnie Phelps's game, but all in all I think you're talking about a top 15 edge defender in this class and somebody that if you haven't addressed the position yet, you're in trouble, but if you have, then you get a, you double dip with this guy, then you're saying Michael Hoyt, you are our guy. Lonnie Phelps, you are our guy down the road, right? We're going to mm-hmm. we're going to work with you, we're going to develop you. Right now you're going to be a rotational pass rusher. Right. And I think that is probably the best case scenario for some of these guys in the round five section round six. You want to get into a rotation. You want to make that 53. You want to get into a rotation. I think we've kind of, as a fan of this game, uh, you know, the draft is exciting, right? It's a lot of recency bias. So you hear these people like where you're on day three and it's been kind of a long day, right? You're, you're watching the draft. And you get this guy who's got some intriguing upside on day three and you're like, this is awesome. He's going to start right. Bump the brakes. A little bit, <laughs> <all right? laughs> yeah. it's, it's not as simple as you put him in the uniform. And now all of a sudden you're getting the same player you saw on the tape you have to you have to think in terms of the drop of drop off in competition you have to think of in terms of the fact that this guy confidence issues that could arise uh, you know it, being healthy i mean a lot of these guys they go into the camp and they're healthy and then they get dinged up or something and now all of a sudden they're rehabbing and they're not focusing on getting better they're not working on themselves that was my biggest issue with cam Akers, is that cam Akers? you know when he tears his achilles it's not necessarily that he tore his achilles which obviously was awful but it was the fact that he tears his achilles and he misses the entire offseason to get better like to improve on a good year to to work in pass pro he now has to focus all of his attention on rehabbing so that's really one of the big deterrents but this is why i think it's important to realize even to a degree, maybe we're jumping the gun a little bit with Isaiah. You know, maybe it might take him a little bit. We don't know how these guys are gonna react when the bright lights are shining and you're playing at SoFi Stadium. But fifth round, Lonnie Phelps, big fan. And uh if they get him in the fifth round, that
0: that is a steal. Yeah, no, I, I like that. Um and I know you're a Kansas guy, so you got you gotta throw somebody uh from Kansas in there at some point. Gotta throw love in there. <laughs> gotta throw a little love. No, he's a baller. I'm biased, <laughs> yeah yeah a little bit All oh, good um and going back to your point about some of the players you know adjusting to the nfl you know some of the guys that we listed you know when we saw the national championship game those were sec t you know of course ohio state was in there and whatnot ohio state can ball but like the the talent level a lot of times with the sec the big 12 they're a little bit different right and so when you got yeah sometimes scouts like to Lean towards guys from the SEC because they feel like they're battle tested. They win a lot of national championships in the SEC. So, the, you know, they're ready to go. And so, a lot of times you get guys from different conferences who haven't really seen the big crowds, the type of competition. Like you said, once they get to that stage, it's a little bit different. Or they were the man at their school, or their college, and they get to the NFL and it's like, oh, snap, like I'm going against such and such. He's an old head, but he can do this, this, and this. And so, that that can be a factor like you said um and and kind of going back to uh to BJ that that would be my pick for this for this round um with BJ him being a young cat that could that could be a little tough you know when it come when it comes to the rams it, it's you know we want some guys some young guys do, to come in and step in and, and play big ball um being hot and cold in the NFL is not going to work Jake being being light in the pants, playing deep into the line, and being hot and cold is <laughs> is not gonna work, right? Because, you know, that opens that opens players up for injury. And when you're young, yeah. if you're injured or if things don't go the way you think they should at that level, you know, who knows where they can end up. So I I do like BJ. Um at that pick, like I said, he played at LSU. So that's big time ball. Uh, he's playing against, you know, your Florida's, your UGA's, your Alabama's. So I like that. Um, and especially when it comes to the Rams, uh, when it comes to this Rams fans, fan base, um, having some folks from LSU. You know, I'm sure there's some LSU folks out here in L.A. So he's going to fill up seats. Um, like I said, he has been. He has wiggle. And that's something that I haven't seen in a while. And anytime, like I said, I think of someone with Ben, I think of their, their Robert Quinn. So, um I, I do like the fact that he can do that. Stopping the run, that that ain't going to work. B- being bendy in the run, that ain't going to work. Uh, that kind of goes back to the bend-don't-break defense. And, like, you know, this year we're going to have to figure out something a little bit different than that. So, um, you know, <laughs> B.J., a little too bendy in the run for me, Jake. But, um, <laughs> you know, he, he can make it happen in the pass rush game. Uh, like you said, he can cover um Anytime you can get a guy that can go and cover and do do multiple things, he like I said, he brings more value to the squad. So um, I like BJ in that pick, and I do think our next pick is kind of similar. So I'm looking forward uh, to speaking through that one. But um, I don't know if you have any other thoughts on BJ. Feel free to jump in.
1: Yeah. Uh, just one quick thing I want to throw out there, because if it, if it seems like I'm crapping on this guy, this will make it feel a little bit better. He wore number eighteen at LSU. If you don't know what that means, that's like the really prestigious number that goes to like the best player, but also like the guy that's you know best off the field, the leader, so to speak. uh, Tre'Davious White wore it. To be fair, like that you know those level guys, right? So he wouldn't like have been given that number if he wasn't like a hardworking guy. I'm not saying like when I say his motor runs hot and cold, I think people like often think they they refer that as to laziness it's not even just lazy. I mean, it, it could honestly be a little bit like you're pacing yourself. You just got to get better at pacing yourself. Like you go all out for the pass rush and then the run game, you know, maybe you're a little winded, right? You know, maybe that's what that's, you know, so it's an opportunity maybe to catch your breath a little bit. I don't know, but um, I was not trying to like totally take a dump on him. I, I want people to know that. Uh, but that's my real. next pick here, people are taking a dump on like I've seen him block a lot of people on social media mm-hmm. and I'll say this right now people are taking it up on for blocking a lot of people on social media I'll say look take out all the noise this guy's been through a lot his name is Brenton Cox Jr from Florida and he's been on my radar for quite a while I think there yeah. is a way too early Jake Elamogan mock draft of the Rams that I made before the season I had probably them picking at 32 uh which you know obviously they wouldn't have had the first over the first round pick cause they traded it, but I had them winning the super bowl again. Yeah. And I had them not having many picks. Uh, and I think he was the first guy I took in the second round. So mm. here's the thing with this guy. Okay. Brenton Cox is a hell of a football player. And the problem is some guys kind of lose their way. Maybe they get into the wrong, uh, situations. Um, I gotta say the dismissal, because he was dismissed from Florida. He was dismissed from Georgia. Okay. <laughs> I,
0: Sorry. That's brutal.
1: It, it is brutal. But I, I got to say, though, like, it could absolutely be worse. Here's my thing. I actually did research in this. I was like, all right, let, let me see. I like the tape. Is this guy worth it? Yeah. Right? And I'm watching the tape, and he's definitely worth it on tape. But then I'm reading about it. And he gets caught with marijuana at Georgia, which I don't know who has whatever feelings about that. Personally, I don't really care. I think it's
0: everybody in college is like, Oh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. So kind of push it to the side. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The authoritarians out there will be like, like the, the boomers, if you will, out there will be like, Oh, well he, he doesn't listen to authority you know, but like, come on now. It's just like all these guys are doing it, not saying all of them, but most of them are probably doing it and just not getting caught. He just got caught. Right. So he gets kicked off the team and they can say all they want. Oh, it wasn't that. No, it was probably that. That was probably what started it. Uh, then at Florida, he gets into a fight with a former teammate at Georgia on the field. Mm. Now he punches them, but I don't, and I heard that there was some stuff that went on in the locker room and I'm sure, but you know, part of me feels like there's something going on here. That's not entirely Brenton's fault. Mm. Um, you know, and, and maybe, maybe there is, but all I know is like the Rams brought in Janoris Jenkins uh, who I think was at Florida, and then he had to transfer, yeah. uh, North Alabama or, or what it, I forget what it was, but he had to transfer, and he had people joked about it, he had a rap sheet this tall, yeah. But what did he do when he got to the NFL? Uh, Never heard a thing. Yeah, you know, I think when people have something they can strive for and they have their eye on the prize, they can really do great things. And I'm not I'm not judging Brenton at all. I think he's a really good player. I think it's very easy to either get in with the wrong crowd uh, to be put in a, you know, you ever get a job where you're like, this isn't a fit, you know, Mm -hmm. that he was in that position. And then he tried to go somewhere. Maybe he shouldn't have gone in, in the sec. Maybe he should have gone, you know, a step down, maybe gone to like a McNeese state or something like that and just tried to like, you know what? No distractions. I'm just going to ball. And okay. He's dismissed from both programs. But I am not going to sit here and say that's the worst thing ever because we have guys in the NFL. We have a guy in the NFL who punched a girl in the face on camera. Who's starting?
0: Yeah, yeah. Basically, what you are saying is there is worse things. Let's let's not hold this too much against him. Let's figure out, like, let's evaluate the player on the field and go from there.
1: And like I and I don't want to come off like I don't believe in second chances or anything. But I'm just saying like if we're this open to giving him a second chance, mm. you know, I'm not naming his name, but you know who he is. Yeah. Um if we're that open and he's on our fantasy teams and we don't talk about that anymore, then why why are we holding this against Brenton Cox who hasn't even been in the NFL yet? Like yeah. sure, things happen, but like I've I've seen way worse. Yeah. Like if if we're worried about marijuana, then we have some other issues. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, you know, and so not everybody's perfect. I agree with you. Uh, I, I do agree in, in second chances. Um, but from what we see on this this football fan, I know Jake. We our our podcast is rolling today, so I, I would love to end on him. Um, I'm sure we can rattle off some of other names as well. Uh, but yeah. what I what I will say about Brent Cox, my man is nasty. <laughs> when I turn on the film, he's he's nasty. He has edge. He he's feisty. Um from my experience playing playing with Aaron, Aaron is feisty too. Now Aaron Aaron turns up on that football fed. I seen Aaron snap someone's face mask off before and do some damage. Like Aaron's a beast. And so having some someone else on that defensive line with fight, I think it's a win-win. It's always gonna turn energy up. It's like the Draymond Gray. It's someone that's always screaming at somebody, always doing something teams need that edge teams teams need that now my question is is he a locker room cancer I hope not right just from hearing some of the the things with coaches and whatnot I don't want him to get into a can maker situation where uh Sean McVay's like hey bro like you can't say that in here or you can't do that here you know I don't, I don't want yeah. any of that I don't think the team needs any of that but what he puts what he does on the field I think is, is outstanding. Um, you know, just to see his physicality um, <laughs> and I think his emotions, they do show on the tape. Uh, I, I I put in my notes here, like, I would say he reminded me of the Vontez perfect. Cause Vontez is, is insane out of his mind, you know, with some of the stuff he's done, but you know, just the edge that, that Brenton plays with, um, some of the off-field issues that he has, I was like, oh, like that's kind of like Bontez. It's not, it's not remotely close. Yeah. But just think of that edginess that Bontez played with. Now, like perfect now he was a beast. Of course, he, you know, he got he hit some foul hits, um, things that you can get kicked out of the, that you should get kicked out of the league for, which he did. But I, I think Britton plays with that mentality, and I think any defensive coordinator would love to play with a guy that's just like, whoa, like. <laughs> back the hell up. Like let him go and like I'm gonna back up and let him do his thing on the football field. Right. Like he he he's he's gonna be able to do things on the football field that he can't do in real life. I think football now I think I know players, football players love that, but he's gonna exercise all his anger and anything that he's going through off the field, on the field. So I, I like him as my as my last pick there. And um, yeah, Britain, I just, my, my thing is, is that from an athlete to athlete, I hope he figures it out, you know, through this next step. Um, I hope he yeah. gets the support he needs. I hope he gets the resources to them, um, set him up for success in the future. Cause we, we, we hate to see, Hey, to count guys out like, Oh, this guy is not good for the team. No, the man can play ball. I'm sure he can get better as a person and let's, let's kick ass. So
1: yeah, Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, the film speaks for itself. And when you're a team like the Rams, where you're like, oh man, we only have 11 picks and we need to field this roster. Look at this as an opportunity. You can get a second round talent. Who's going to fall because of this. If you can look at this as like, we are the, we, not me that can mold him. Right. We got a locker room culture that maybe went off the rails a little bit last year was tested, but we bounced back, you know, We talked about it, right? The end of last year, Sean McFay started to love football again, started to enjoy uh, coaching. You know, you had the players like Michael Hoyt and Jacoby, uh, you know, all those guys, they were starting to like really just enjoy the moment and, and the locker room was somewhat fixed. Now, there's been a lot of guys that have left since, but I feel like they have to feel like they have a good foundation. They still have good pieces in there that can keep guys on the straight and narrow Brenton Cox to me, I think he's worth the gamble. Mm-hmm. You know, you have three fifth round picks. This is the time to take him. I mean, that that's my, uh, you know, that's my take. Okay. Um, you know, I, I just think if you have three fifth round picks, I don't see why it's so bad to take a guy who, yeah, he might not work out, but the guy is undeniable talent. I mean, he was my first pick for the Rams <laughs> in my way too early draft, you yeah. know? And yeah. I mean, I have a, I have a day two grade on him. But I drafted him in this, you know, draft. I drafted him in the fifth round because I'm like, this is where he'll fall.
0: Yeah. Maybe even lower. Maybe he yeah. goes undrafted. Yeah, That's this what Bontes, is an opportunity. Vontez, he went, on, he went undrafted because of his off the field issues, yeah. and he might do the same thing. But if, if he doesn't go drafted, Jake, we need to pick him up. <laughs> work on his personality. Yeah. Work on that stuff later. But we need to pick him up for sure.
1: I mean, there's, there's so many guys like, and, and look at it, it this way. Remember like Cam Newton stole a laptop at Florida. Okay. Got kicked off of Florida. He like changed everything about himself, went to Auburn and balled out. You know what I mean? He just, he changed the game. Yeah. He he became the number one overall pick. You can bounce back. It's yeah. not a, it's not a career death sentence. I mean, he still needs to prove himself in the NFL. Yep. Like, okay, you, you might've, based on college, people would assume you were a head case and you were a red flag. Well, now the NFL clean slate, as long as you get that chance, as long as you're in camp, the rest is up to you. If you start playing victim mentality, like, Oh, they're out to get me. Well, Hey man, you kind of didn't do much, you know, with the help there. So now it's like, maybe you're held to a little bit of a different standard, but don't go off the rails. You know? And I think that that raw talent, I think any, any coach that's willing to coach and not just judge will want to coach him.
0: Yep, folks. Folks took a, a Gamble on Randy Gregory. You know, I trained with Randy Gregory coming out. He had issues off the field, being on time, blah blah blah. But a great baller. You know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how things are panning out now for Randy. Um, but he, he he got paid in Denver. Got paid, and he's working it out. He no one's perfect, but at the end of the day, give these guys chances. They worked hard for it. Figure out how to make it happen give them the support they need and kind of see where things are going. But yeah, Jake, I know, I know we're getting close to time here, my man. Uh, and I know we have some other guys to go through. Did you want to rattle those guys off really quick? You want to save him for another pod. What are you thinking?
1: I'm thinking we'll rattle them off real quick. Yeah. Don't have to get too much into them. Uh, do you have any guys left oh, over? Um, that's me. I'm good. Okay. You're good. So, yeah. Uh, I love that we both had Brenton Cox at the same spot. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what are the odds, man? I guess you had the same thought process as I did. But um, Nick Hampton out of Appalachian State. I'm now Mm -hmm. saying Appalachian because I had the Appalachian, you know, Cancel people came at uh, me, it was like, uh, You need to pronounce it the right way. And I was like, All right, fine. Okay. I won't give your school any more love, I guess. <laughs> no, I could. But Nick Hampton, uh, just a high motor guy, really athletic. He's a combo. You could have an off ball linebacker, you have an edge. He's typically going to be an edge for me. Mm-hmm. So I had him going uh, 177 and 182, Habakkuk, Baldonado. We're getting a Pittsburgh pass rusher for Aaron Donald here, and this guy goes from Italy. He finds a host family in the United States so he can chase his dream. This is somebody who you're watching this right now on YouTube. He was learning how to play a like learning how to be a football player on YouTube. He was watching people rush the passer on YouTube. That's what got him to this point. Like Joel Embiid. Look at Baldonado. (laughs) Yeah, Joel Joel Embiid. Yeah from Cameroon. He just was like, yeah, I just watched Hakeem Olajuwon. There you go. He, he had like a, he had like a DVD or something on it. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause yeah. he went to Kansas. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. So Baldonado, he needs to improve as a run defender. Um, He's got the hop, the jump chop that Aaron Donald has. Yeah. Like he's got that already. Yeah. So I'm sure Aaron Donald taught him when he went to, you know, to visit That's But right. underrated athlete tested. Well, and he's going to take a little bit like he's a little raw, but like you're getting him in the sixth round. He's from Italy, which is cool in itself. And yeah. um, I liked him a lot more than I expected to. I, mm-hmm. I thought he was very underrated. And then uh, 189 in round six, I have e- uh, Iku Leota from Auburn. And when I look at Leota, you know, he looks the part of a three, four. Outside linebacker, physical. He's tough. He sheds blocks well. Uh, he's got good contact balance. So if he, tr- you know, tr- somebody tries to redirect him, um, you know, he's able to stay on his feet, still get to the quarterback. He's got that second gear to chase down, uh, you know, get those chase down sacks. He needs to improve in the run game, but you're talking about a sixth rounder here. Could fight for a spot in the rotation. I like him. Isaiah Land out of Florida AM is my last pick in the sixth round. I look at him at 191. Great athlete. Uh, he doesn't have the length that you look for, but he does fit the three, four outside linebacker. Uh, he's not very strong. Like, this is a guy that's going to need some help, you know. Rams training staff, one of the best in, in the league, if not the best. Yeah. Um. You know, so I think they'll help him out there. Uh, he'll need time to develop. You get a guy like that to kind of redshirt, I think, a year. You know, probably a practice squad guy. Dominated twenty twenty one Cam. He had nineteen sacks. That's production. Yeah. That's production right Sign there. Sign him up. <laughs> so, so, yeah, technically sound pass rusher. I, I he was better than I expected. He's got good Ben. We talk about Benny. Not Benny in the run game though. Yeah. Uh. But he, the reason is because he gets obliterated in the right. <laughs> he is not, he is not very big, so he just gets knocked completely out of the bar. That's you not know? good. not good. He get, com- he, he gets thrown out of uh, the Bel Air Castle like he's jazz. You know? Oh <laughs> but, man, yeah, that's so, not good. That's so, not good. But you're getting him late sixth rounder, your last sixth round pick at three. So it's a very low floor practice squad. But I think it's a decently high ceiling because he's already so far ahead as a pass rusher. Uh, then next, I have uh, round seven, 230, uh, 223. I have Thomas income from Central Michigan. Uh, this is a guy that I think who could uh, develop into a key contributing three, four outside linebacker. Strong upper half. Uh, he's got good balance, good first step, uh, good sack production. He's inconsistent with his technique as a rusher um, and run defender. So this is a developmental selection, and that's okay. pretty much all you could ask for in the seventh. And then the last guy here is Tavius Robinson out of Ole Miss, 251st overall. He's got great traits. You talk about a guy, this is exactly what you want your team to do with the last pick in their draft. Mm-hmm. Great traits, great blend of size and toughness can play the run, can rush the passer. He's got bend uh, disruptive athlete lengthy. He needs to grow into his frame, but he's got a wicked high ceiling, like wicked high. I don't know if he will ever hit it, but he's got a wicked high ceiling and a wicked low floor. He's a developmental guy who can become a starter with proper coaching. Yeah. If you get that guy at the end of the seventh round and he does become somebody like that, we can't rule it out. Nick Scott, Sebastian Joseph Day, Jordan Fuller in the sixth round. Yeah, Those are the type of guys that I want my team to draft.
0: Yeah, and I, I like that, Jake. And, and two, just quick disclaimer. I know our pod t- this time has gone a little long. And that's okay because we're talking about our future here. And one thing I want to shout out, you know, that the people may not know is Jake puts a lot of time into scouting these, these prospects. Uh, a lot of times, a lot Appreciate of time, you, a man. lot of major Excel sheets. Right before this call, like we're going through the Excel sheets, we're trying to figure out, you know, which guy is which. So, so Jake, I just want to say thank you, you know, for, for really taking the time to do this. And you know, I don't think people know how much time you put into this draft stuff. Can you tell people <laughs> like what what your prep is like for for stuff like this before we before we hop off the pod?
1: Oh man! Well, first off appreciate you cam appreciate your appreciation of me (laughs) Uh, but but yeah it takes a long time um like way too long like it's you know hey i should probably go to bed no i'm gonna be up until 4 a.m watching tape you know because how else am i gonna do it i think it's one of the most interesting things about my job so to speak because you know, when you're, you're watching NFL film, it's like, you can watch that throughout the year, but it's only from September to January, February. So it's not hard to follow that, right? Mm -hmm. When you're watching draft film, you got to watch, in my opinion, to do a really good job as a content creator an NFL content creator and teach people or, or have some sort of authority, be somewhat of an authoritative figure to me you have to at least watch about 15 to 20 prospects at each position, at least for me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying everyone else, but me personally, I feel like I am I have to do that. Mm-hmm. And so this year I decided to make those YouTube shorts <laughs> and I did all of the one minute scouting reports and it's making the process take forever. Do I regret it? Yes, I do actually regret it, but I also still like that I'm doing it. And it's generated a lot of views and a lot of subscribers. There you I mean, go. that one Jameer Gibbs video. I had no like. I love Jameer Gibbs. He's my favorite r- running back in the draft out of Alabama. Looked at the other day, twenty four thousand views on that one go. one minute short. <laughs>
0: there you go. Hey, check <laughs> you know? my check my guy Jake out, man. If if y'all want to figure out other positions in the draft, Jake is creating shorts. He he's making it happen. So follow his page, check him out. Um, the draft is in about three weeks from now, so the end of the month. So we're going to be covering some of these draft prospects. Of course, I'm going to be leaning on Jake to for information and understanding, okay, hey, what are we talking about here? You know, what are we doing uh, in regards to the draft prospects? I know we covered defensive ends today, uh, and I'm sure next week we'll cover another position group, and we're going to rely on Jake's, you know, research and the hard work that he puts in. So, yeah, Jake, I think myself and, and the Rams, the Ramley, right, we, we appreciate, the, you know, your work and, and what you do because this draft is extremely important and we're going to need the Rams to hit on every draft pick this year. And they're going to hit because they got Jake's research and Jake's content. So Jake, (laughs) we appreciate you big time.
1: Well, I appreciate you cam. I was told from one, I'll keep his name, uh, you know, off the record, but I was told from one guy who scouts for the Rams at the Cedar ball. I'll never forget. He's like, yeah, we follow all your stuff. We've, we've read your articles. We, we see you. I was like, Man, that made me feel so good in that moment. It's not like it would have changed my work ethic or anything, but it's cool to know that, yes, like for people asking, yes, the Rams do watch this. It may not be Les himself or Sean McVay, but we have scouts that watch this.
0: Yeah. Hello, scouts. (laughs) Hey there. Feel free to drop your questions in, scouts. If you want to hear us talk about something, if you need some tips or tricks, where your eyes are ears. (laughs) DMs (laughs) open. Yeah, I
1: We can get the voice changer, like the, you know, the black background and have him come on for an interview. There you go.
0: We're cooking with grease.
1: One yeah, day. Yeah, we're, we're
0: cooking with grease. Soon to come. Soon to come.
1: <laughs> so that is going to do it. And wow, this is, I think this has been our longest show so far, uh, but it's been a banger, man. I yeah. like this format. Yeah. I hope we get to do this uh, cornerbacks. I think next week we should probably try to do. All that right. would be fun. Um, so yes, I like this format. If you guys liked it, be sure to drop a comment. Let us know how much you liked it. If you also liked this, be sure to hit the thumbs up. Also know as the like button. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Be sure to tell somebody. Be sure to go and rate on any of your podcast platforms if you're listening to this. We could use some five star reviews there. Uh, we need to get that thing up. Yeah. Uh, but uh, aside from that, you know, thank you to our sponsors, BetOnline.ag, and uh, we're out of here. Yeah. Thank you guys. You guys have a great weekend.